Hello and welcome back to Mind the Gap. We took a very long break for Christmas. We are now back and better than ever. We have a great episode for you guys today. We never actually talked about our week 15 picks, so we're going to do that briefly. Then we're going to do a uh, best internet, a quick week 16 recap, and then a week 17 preview and picks. So action-packed episode for you guys today. Let's go. And welcome back, everyone. Today is Thursday, December 30th, almost a new year. Sammy? How has your holiday season been, sir? It was lovely. I think a lot of our listeners are wondering why we are not in person right now doing an episode. Because I remember properly in our last episode, episode 6, we promised the fans a uh, upcoming in-person episode because we both would be together. I blame Chris for this one. I do. I don't. I think that due to being Christmas and unforeseen scheduling conflicts, as well as most of us just being a little bit lazy, uh, never worked out. I think the main reason that it didn't work out is because Chris left for vacation uh, without telling me. Uh, we were planning to do the podcast, and I texted him, hey, can we do tomorrow? And he goes, no, I left. Didn't tell me anything. Didn't think about the podcast, apparently. It was quite disappointing. Well, so I was planning to record the episode Monday. Actually, it was Tuesday. It. Tuesday no, was the plan. No, no, no. I said Monday. You said no. Let's do Tuesday. And then I you said, said and then you said Tuesday actually works better for me. Yeah, because I didn't want to get up early Monday because I was okay. So Tuesday was the original plan. And then we just never texted each other. So that's a mutual because issue. You forgot. I forgot. And then Tuesday night, I text him. I go, Hey, we forgot today. Let's record tomorrow. And he goes, I am gone. But I don't and know I how say, that's my fault. It's like because you live in Florida. If I would have known that you were leaving on Wednesday, I think we would have made a bigger effort to record it on Tuesday. Okay. Well, I guess and I now take... he is sitting in his pink walled room in upstate New York. Sammy just mentioned this. So for the listeners, uh, I'm in the guest room. It's not the guest room. It's his room. I took over the guest room because I was sharing a room with my brother and we had bunk beds that were just too small for my six foot four frame and and so i just took over the room with the large bed and we yes, might have we walls, have to go back to that because i think we the walls he, are lavender but i i think it's a very nice vibe i love this room first of all chris is not six four uh second of all he also has a one direction poster on the wall behind him sammy just both those things were lies sammy just said i will uh, post this footage on our instagram and you'll see by the way we have to get the instagram back up running again because that's been a failure recently yes it has i agree okay so that was some fun banter right why are you there. holding the mic like that because th there's not a lot of space in the room there's not like a desk or anything so i'm just holding the microphone interesting all right ladies yeah. and gentlemen i think we've had enough of that let's move on to our first segment of the day uh, we're gonna do our picks from week 15 even though week 16 already passed just remind everybody I don't even remember them, really, so Chris is going to go ahead and read them off. Let's see if I remember these. Yeah, so I have them here. All I remember so, is that, that Chris lost again. Yeah, I did. So my picks were Patriots uh, versus the Colts, 
the Colts obviously won that one. It was tough. I was actually with Sammy watching this game. Uh, Sammy actually had bet on the Patriots and just didn't work out for either of us. It was, it was a tough one to watch. We're not going to mention that. Saturday night, we're not going to mention it at all, so we're just going to move on from that. We're pretend it didn't happen? Yes, that night never happened. Next. Okay. So the next one I had was the Bengals plus 135. That actually hit. That pick hit. So well, that was it, that was both of our picks. I'd like to say we both had that. I believe. Yeah, we yes. did both have that. that pick, was, I think that's we the did, one we both we had. We did. Yes. We did indeed. So we both had that pick. I then had the Packers minus six and a half versus the Ravens. Uh, you know, I thought it was a very safe pick playing against Tyler Huntley, but somehow. It ended up being a very close game, and the Packers ended up winning, but only by one on the like two-point conversion. I'd like to go back to the previous podcast where I made a great speech talking about how minus 6.5 going into Baltimore is a terrible bet, and I'd like to say that I was correct and you were wrong. I just I don't think it—just like also looking at what happened last week with the Ravens, I think it was just—I don't know. And the Ravens are frauds, and they're frauds. And you know, that, that's a preview of our picks for next week because I, I will not be picking the Ravens in their matchup. Okay, so my next and final pick was the tragic Cardinals minus 12.5 versus the Lions. I still don't fully understand what happened in this one. The, the Lions beat them, right? What? The Lions, won, the Lions won this game, correct? Yeah, the Lions just won this game so, outright. We're just going to rehash this and like go back to this podcast. And this was actually Chris's lock of the week, right? We're, we're gonna, no, you I said think it. the Bengals. No, the no, week. we talked about this in person Saturday night. Detroit. I think Arizona. my Bengals was the lock of the week. Nope, that was not your lock of the week because I remember you telling me in person that Detroit Arizona was your lock of the week. So let's not really? even start. Yeah. So that was his lock. So minus twelve point five was his lock of the week, and not only did he lose his lock of the week by the spread, he actually lost the lock of the week that the Cardinals lost, and it was twelve point five points. So it was definitely one of the worst locks I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know what to say. It was unfortunate. All right. And I think, Arizona, that I, think, I think we can agree the Arizona Cardinals are frauds. Yeah, they are. They are. They're frauds. You said three weeks ago they were the Super Bowl contenders. So and I, is, I thought they were, and then they lost three games in a row. So I don't know what to tell you. Chris is having some cold takes on this podcast so far for football. It's all right. This is the week I bounce back. All right, I'm so up. Your what picks, did I do? Your picks were Bills minus 11. That one hit. Rams minus 4. That one hit as well. I will say you're very lucky that the games got moved to later in the week because that this is the week where the Rams just had a hundred COVID cases and they pushed their game, and we made these picks before the games got pushed. But so you, you picked the Rams minus four, they covered that. The Bengals plus two and a half, which they they won. Although you picked them plus two and a half, I picked them plus one thirty five. So my pick was better than yours because I made more money. But whatever. Um, and then finally, you picked the Raiders minus three and a half, and the Raiders ended up winning, but only by two. So that was unfortunate. I didn't remember that. That was quite unfortunate. Yeah. So you went three for four. I went one for four. But you know, you every went week one a new for week. four. Yeah. I thought the Patriots. Oh, they lost. They lost. Yeah, they lost. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So that was bad. Okay. So it wasn't great. I will say that I did some preliminary picks for week sixteen. We didn't record. No, don't give me this bullshit. I had the Saints plus 11 and the Browns plus three and a half. So, oh, wait, no, I take it back. That was for Whoa, week. Whoa, Saints no, plus I 11. Back. I take it back, take it back. <laughs> no, I was that, that, those picks, I wrote them down. They were actually my alternate picks 
for week 15. No, 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 no. no. I think they were. Actually... No, 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 no. Wait no, a second. I, I Stop it right Saints there. Saints plus 11 versus the Bucks. I wrote it down. Saints plus 11 versus the Bucks. Browns plus three and a half versus the, Ra- the Raiders. Are you sure it wasn't Saints plus 11 week 16? Because if it was Saints plus 11, that was no, I'm, I'm, I'm positive because I, I wrote down versus the Bucks. You can see. Fine, that. I agree. There's no way the Saints were plus 11 against the Dolphins anyway. So they were I'll, not. I'll take you. For Starting that. Ian Fine. Book. You're kidding me. Okay. So those are the picks for week 15. They didn't go my way. Sammy currently is leading on the season. But there's still two weeks left plus the playoffs, which we certainly will be covering. And I actually leave for my trip, like, right after Super Bowl. So it's actually pretty good timing podcast-wise. The so, trip that's never going to happen? What? I think it happens. I think it, they, cause they ran it last year before there were vaccines. So I think they can run it now. Fair enough. So, turning away from football for a moment, we're going to roll into best of the internet. Sammy, do you have any stories that you would like to share with our audience? Just to clarify, we're going to go back to football pre- preview after Best of the Internet, correct? Indeed. Lovely. All right, I have three fantastic Best of the Internet articles today. Uh, as we know, I am superior at choosing articles for this segment. And I'm also superior at making picks, apparently, too, so it's not going well for Chris so far. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit out that bit, or just like edit in something else. All right, so this is a fascinating fascinating article all of these articles were actually uh retrieved from the week magazine which is actually a reliable source for once so we know they're they're facts all right so this one is called the dog in the mansion so little history story here in 2000 madonna she had a mansion in miami near key biscayne and she sold that mansion for seven million dollars now That mansion was actually sold to a dog. So a dog bought that mansion for $7 million. Uh, The people doing the contract were agents speaking on behalf of the dog. Now, 20 years later, the Tuscan-style villa was put back up for sale for $31 million by the dog. Chris is over there laughing. So let me me go back in time now. Uh, Give you a little history here. So... The year was 1992. Uh, A German uh, royalty named Carlota, she died in 1992, and she didn't really have much family to pass on her legacy to, but she had quite a large fortune. She had $80 million to her name, and she had nobody to give the money to when she died. So in her will, she gave all $80 million to her dog, Gunther III, a uh, German shepherd. So... This is actually a real thing. You can actually will money to dogs. The way it works is uh, the money goes into a trust, and then there's a caretaker who's in charge of the dog and is in charge of allocating where the money goes. So $80 million. Then Gunther III sadly died, and the inheritance was passed to his son, Gunther IV. Over the years, it's been the same caretakers, uh, and there's been an incredible amount of wealth accumulation through investments. So now uh, Gunther VI, who is the current dog selling the Madonna Mansion, has a net worth of up to $400 million. Uh, cl- some people say $690 million, Some say $400 million. There's an exact number, but it's in the hundreds of millions. Uh, there is a little confusion on the age of the dogs because in 2019, it was still Gunther IV, and he would have been 28 years old, and they usually live to be 10 or 13 years old. 
So we're on the 5th or the 6th. We're not quite sure, but we're pretty sure it's the 6th. But we do know they were all related. Uh, and you might be asking why is he selling his mansion? Well, he has a, uh, his main residency is in Tuscany, Italy. And he also has homes in the Bahamas and Germany. This is the dog, of course. And he flies by private jet between these locations. Uh, chef cooks him a meal every day, multiple meals with uh, fresh meat, vegetables, and rice. And he does enjoy caviar once in a while. Uh, and when living at the mansion in Miami, uh, he sleeps in Madonna's master bedroom overlooking Biscayne Bay. Uh, so I thought this was a fantastic article, as you can tell by it. Uh, the mansion's now for sale for $30 million. Uh, I'm not sure there's much else I can say here. This is the richest dog in the world. It's the richest line of dogs in the world. And the whole reason this started is because some rich German prince or princess uh, gifted her dog or... Yeah, I think it was a her. Her dog, uh, $80 million. The money's continued to grow, and I assume there'll be a Gunther 7 in a few years as well. That is all I have to say about that story. It is the richest dogs in the world. So, so basically, these dogs are, have hundreds of millions of dollars, and all the money is just spent on giving the dogs the most lavish lifestyle possible? That the money is invested, it keeps growing, but the money is actually spent in a, a lot of ways. They actually bought a uh, soccer team in Italy, a, a team in Tuscany in the third division, Italian Soccer League, was purchased, and the dog was the owner. And the dog would actually go to the games once in a while and run, run around the field. Uh, so they do stuff like that. Uh, they once uh, paid for a quick little show, uh, millions of dollars they spent on a TV show. So they do lavish lifestyle, they also invest. I didn't really read much about them giving money away to charities, which is interesting. You'd think maybe they donate a lot of money to dog charity. So maybe if the, uh, the owners of the dog or if the dog himself is listening to this podcast, maybe they could allocate a little bit of the funds to some animal shelters. That'd be nice because I did not read that in the article. But besides that, yes, they basically pay millions of dollars to the dogs to have the most ridiculous lifestyle ever. Yeah, I was going to say that it feels like really the caretakers have hundreds of millions of dollars and they spend the money on what they want to spend it on and then just say that the dog, because like, I don't think the dog necessarily wants to own a soccer team. The dog probably just wants to eat and sleep and stuff. So clearly the caretakers wanted to own this soccer team and then just let the dog like run around on the field after games. Yes, but the uh, millions of dollars in the bank accounts and on the cards are all in the name of the dog. So the money is the dog's. It's just obviously someone needs to take care of the dog. And I assume the caretakers, uh, the original owner probably knew the caretakers and trust them to take good care of the dog. But yes, you're right. It's more of... I'd say it'd be a very good job to be the caretakers of this dog. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how do I get that job? How do I get yes. a job of caring for this dog worth hundreds of millions of dollars? So if you guys are listening to this, if Gunther 7 is born soon, I'd love to be Gunther 7's the caretaker for that dog. So please sign me up for that one. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so my first best internet story. This might not actually be best of the internet, but uh, you can be a judge of that, Sammy. So uh, have you heard of Baba Vanga, Sammy? No. So Baba Vanga is a blind Bulgarian mystic. And she actually predicted lots of stuff. She's predicted the, some nuclear sub-disasters, the rise of ISIS, 9-11, and America electing a black president uh, as the 44th president. Not just like in general, like as the 44th president, she said is me a black person. So that's pretty crazy, right? That she got no all way. that stuff right. So wait, where is she from? 
She's from Bulgaria. Is she alive right now still? Yeah, she's alive. So um, she just she just dropped her predictions for 2022. Does she do this every year? Yeah. So I feel like the way this works is like once in a while a few of them hit, and then she says, oh, I predicted it. But in reality, she makes hundreds of picks, and only a couple of them hit. No, no, no. She nails them all. She so nails them all every time. Here are her predictions. Here are her predictions for 2022. Ready? A virtual reality takeover in the coming year. That sounds reasonable. This one's a doozy. Another pandemic, this time discovered in Siberia, that is caused by a frozen virus that, w- that will be released by climate change. It's a bummer, right? Yeah, that, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at this point. Yeah, honestly. Uh, many cities will face water shortages that will result in political consequences as alternative solutions are used. And then finally, this is whoa, the Whoa, 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 whoa. What's an alternative solution to water? I don't know. She just, she just said that. Like bathing. Alternative in solutions. Like just bathing in orange juice. Like what would our alternative? I have solution? no idea. Okay. Finally, or not finally. There's a couple more after this. Uh, you know, I'll skip this one. That's the biggest one. Uh, here, famine in India due to a drop in temperatures that will result in locusts to attack crops. That's not good. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the. Uh... The, the devil's advocate here. She's saying that a the climate change is going to get so hot that it's going to melt the ice around the frozen virus. But yet in India, it's going to get colder. Yeah, I mean, normally I would say that, yeah, it's not consistent. But when it's Baba Vanga, the blind Bulgarian mystic, I just take her word as fact. Now, how does she make these picks? With just like a cauldron or something? No, I, th- I think it's just she spiritually comes to these conclusions and then throws them out into the world for our knowledge okay keep going is there, was there another one or is that it yeah there's several more keep going uh more earthquakes and tsunamis with intense bouts of floods in australia and parts of asia i feel like that's just like bound to happen but yeah and then here's the big one the invasion of earth by aliens with the arrival of an asteroid uh interesting now what uh I'm kind of speechless right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's gonna be a pretty rough year, according to Bubba Bunga. Can we can we go back to her picks for 2021 and see how many of those actually were correct? Uh, we can try. Oh wait, she wait 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 wait. She died in 1996. This is the most stupid segment I've ever heard in my life. Wait, literally... but how did she? How did she? What? Oh, these are just her future. She, she, she. It's not like a year by year thing. It's like a she just she had these picks from from twenty like thirty years ago when she died, and then they're just like dropping year by year. So why did you say for twenty twenty? You're an idiot. She has an eighty five percent success rate on these picks. Like eventually, sure, it's bound to happen. Like by God, eighty five percent. So she's dead, and you just you thought like every year she sits down and like magically comes up with these picks every year, and now she's dead. How'd you oh, pre- so she no, like she just has hundreds of predictions. That's my point. If you have hundreds of predictions, a few of them are bound to come true. Here are the rest of them. So these are the future ones. Uh, global hunger eradicated between 2025 and 2028. China will overtake the U.S. as superpower. Polar ice caps melt. Doctors cure any disease with Whoa, cloning. Whoa, pause. Polar ice caps are already melting. China's already the biggest superpower. Debatable, they're not, but... They're not bigger than us. Don't, they're, don't they're cap. Get, they're getting there. The universe will end in 5,079. That's what she says. That's very, that's very specific. Colony on Mars 
That's that's gonna happen. Elon Around uh, two thousand two hundred. Low key, I think it's before that. Yeah, no, but she says um, they're gonna demand independence from Earth around um, two thousand two hundred. So they'll be there for a I while don't, first. I don't want to hash on a sensitive topic, but I'm curious. How did she predict nine eleven? Um, I'd like to know what she said to predict nine eleven. That seems like a tough one to predict, in my opinion. She said, she said, I, I saw this. Like, did she just say there's going to be a terrorist attack on the USA, or did she, was she very specific in the actual events that happened during 9-11? Uh, I'll, I'll find this. How about you, you do your next one, and then I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'll come back to you. So while, I'll, I'll while I'm speaking here, I want you to circle back to this, because I'm quite interested in this, actually. Yeah, go for it. All right. Oh, okay. I have a, two more. I'm going to go with this one. This was actually so funny, in my opinion. So, this one. We're back in California. A lot of my segments, you know, were in California. We remember me talking about the car windows being broken and the weed dispensary burglaries, all that stuff. This one's a little less dangerous, a little more lighthearted. So, as some of you may know, Six Flags is one of the most exciting theme parks in the world. There's multiple locations. The one that I go to is in New Jersey. I'm sure Chris has been there too. Uh, they're all across the country. There's one in uh, California. It's called Six Flags Magic Mountain. So the way these like Six Flags theme parks work with food is that either you, if you go to the Six Flags a lot, like multiple times a year, you can buy an annual dining season pass. So you pay this much money up front, and then you can just get food for free. Well, not because you paid the money, and then you can just use that dining pass to get the food whenever you want. So let's say you pay $50 at the beginning of the year. Then for the whole year, you don't have to pay anything else for the food. And you, can get, you, don't, you can't get whatever you want. The way it works is, this is like going in circles for no reason, but at Six Flags Magic Mountain, a dining pass for $60 for the season would get you one meal and one snack per visit. And $100 plus, so it can be $100, $150 it ranges. That dining pass gets you multiple meals and snacks per visit. So now this is going to start coming into the story. A California man has saved thousands of dollars by eating a vast majority of his meals at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Chris, I hope you're listening to this. Yeah, I am. So, the way he does it is during his lunch break from work, he drives to Six Flags Magic Mountains, eats the theme park food, goes back to work, and after work is done, he comes back to Six Flags for dinner, and then leave. So keep in mind, he doesn't do any of the roller coasters. He literally walks into the theme park, eats the food, and then leaves. This man's name is Dylan. He's eaten around 2,000 meals at Six Flags for about seven years. The past seven years, he's been eating there once or twice a day, at least. More, he's been going more times recently to save more money. Uh, and by eating this many times at Six Flags... He has saved enough money to pay off his college loans and buy a house. So keep this in mind. He's paying 100 They said he's paying $150 a year for the dining pass. And for $150 a year, he can go in as many days as he wants and eat as, many, as much food as he wants for like two meals in a day, right? He can literally walk in there for $150 a year every single day and have two meals every day. Uh, while he has gained weight eating the theme park food because it is a little unhealthy, he says he likes the new updates to the menu. They change the menu constantly. And his uh, most recent favorite meal is the uh, 
uh, a black bean burger. Uh, so I just thought this was hilarious because he's paying $150 for food for the whole year. And a lot of people, most people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for food. Like food should be one of your biggest expenses, obviously. And this guy's just paying 150 bucks here to go to Six Flags and just eat food twice a day there. And I just thought it was ridiculous because imagine some dude just walking into Six Flags, eating lunch and leaving. I think it's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. He's very cost effective. Just circling back to the Baba Vanga. Okay, now we're going to now we're not even going to talk about my article. We're going to go back to Baba Vanga. No, so I'm coming less and less invest like less of a believer in this as I All read right. more about her. Let's hear it. So, she she's made predictions for every year up until like 5079 allegedly. And they do the predictions release like the estate or whatever, I don't know. They get released every or late December before the new year, right? The issue is that she never actually wrote these predictions down, so it's impossible to know whether these are her real predictions or if it's just someone random just writing down stuff. So there's that. She also thought that um, there was going to be World War Three from like 2010 to 2014. To be fair, we was... all, to be fair, we were close. I don't ah! know. In, in 2010? Uh, 2010 to 2014? Then. Not back then. So she did, for the 9-11 one, she said in 1989 that um, American brethren will fall after being attacked by the steel birds. So, I guess, except that that was... That's actually, like, that's oddly, like, good, that prediction. Yeah, but it was 12 years prior, so she didn't give a year. She just said that, and so... So she didn't actually say in 2001? No, she didn't. She did not. She did correctly predict that a black man would be elected the 44th president, but she thought he was going to be the, the very last president. Like, she thought that there would be no, no more presidents after him. That so that would, was so she thought Obama obviously would be, not correct. She thought Obama would be the president forever? Yeah, in 2021, she, people were saying, oh, this is a correct prediction. She said, um, difficult times will come. People will be divided by their faith. We are witnessing devastating events that will change the fate and destiny of humanity. That's just so, so vague. Yeah, I was going to say, because if, if that was a real prediction from when she died, like 40 years ago, that'd be impressive. But it's also very possible that that was just someone totally random who wrote that down, like, in December of 2020 and then released it for 2021. And at that point, we were still in the middle of coronavirus. There was just the election, so it's not okay. like a very difficult prediction to be like, oh, we're divided, tough year coming. The way I see this is that these predictions are, have nothing to do with her, and there's some dude sitting around, and he comes up with the most like logical yet somewhat like crazy predictions. So he puts in like three that like probably will happen, and like three that might happen, and, like a couple that like probably won't happen, but like there's still a small chance. And it's just not even her, it's just some dude sitting around doing it every year for her and pretending it's her. Yeah, I mean, obviously she's dead, so it's not her making them yearly. Did she, pre did she predict her death? Uh, apparently, people say that she predicted her death, like the day of her death, which would be pretty impressive. But all right, the more I've heard about this perhaps. story, the more I've heard about this story, the least impressive it's gotten. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, I mean, this is what you get when you do more research on a story that you've just read the headline of. Got I it. Should've, I should have looked into it more deeply. Perfect. Okay, so my next story. Sammy, have you seen the new Spider-Man movie? Uh, I actually... Ooh, I want to... Ooh. I kind of want to go tonight. Dude, I was planning on going this week. Okay, yeah. I mean, so have you... So, but, like, are you spoiled or anything? No. What do you mean? Don't, okay. don't, don't I'm spoil not, no, it. No, no, no. I'm not going to. I'm not, I, I just wanted to know if you had seen the movie. 
No, I've not seen the movie. Okay. So it, I saw it uh, on You're the so Friday cool. when it released. It was so cool. The theater, I was with my brother. The theater was packed. So you recommend me going? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the theater was packed. Probably not great Omicron-wise, but, you know, whatever. Zoo vibes? Uh, it was incredible. People were losing their minds when different stuff happened. Just applauding, screaming, yelling. At one point, there was a fight. Like, two people just yelling at each other in a totally random scene, just screaming at each other about... I don't even know. It was, it was hilarious, though. But it was just, like, major zoo, like, New York City, whatever. It was, it was awesome. But I think a lot of people know about rumors of stuff that's been in the movie. And obviously, I won't spoil anything here. But there are a lot of rumors and a lot of speculation on what's going on. And certainly, I mean, I saw it very early, so there wasn't a ton of spoilers when I saw the movie, but I still try to stay away from Instagram, TikTok, whatever, um, on Thursday, because that's when it officially dropped, so I could see it the next day. So I, I, I wanted to go in totally blind. However, since then, there's been a lot of discussion of the movie on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, and so it's become more and more difficult for people to avoid these spoilers about what's happening in the movie. So I think most people who aren't just, like, assholes try their best not to spoil the movie for other people before they've seen it because that just ruins the vibes. Like, I wouldn't tell Sammy what happened because that's just, that's not a nice thing to do. But Kim Kardashian. What? Kim Kardashian somehow got a screener of the movie to watch, like, in her living room. And she took a picture, she took multiple pictures of the climax of the movie and posted them on her Instagram story for her 150 million Instagram followers. <laughs> Wait, like, how, how big of a spoiler was it? The, huge, huge spoilers. He, massive spoilers. Now, like, luckily, literally, I... <laughs> the last 10 minutes of the movie, when it, like, there's the climactic kind of third act, like all the stuff going on, she takes flicks, puts them on her Instagram story, and people, I assume, like, people were trying to avoid kind of places where they think they might see spoilers, like, different accounts, whatever, like, Marvel News, whatever. But I don't think anyone expected Kim Kardashian to post Spider-Man spoilers on her Instagram. So, so her 150 million followers were just clicking through the Instagram stories, not looking too hard. All of a sudden, they come to her Instagram. Massive, massive spoilers. People were losing their minds on Twitter. They were very, very upset. And I totally understand it. Like, imagine you, you, you couldn't get tickets. You were away with family over break. You were worried about COVID. You're finally ready to go see it. And, like, the day before you see it, Kim Kardashian's both the movie for you. I'd just like to say that while Chris was talking this whole time, I was on the movie, the, the theater website, buying tickets for tonight. Just like to put that out there, that I'll be going tonight at 8.30 p.m. to the Spider-Man movie. We should do a, we should do a spoiler discussion at the end of uh next episode wait today's to uh Wednesday, the... today's wednesday december 29th correct yeah today's yeah the podcast coming out on thursday but today is wednesday oh that's why you said the 30th i got it yeah 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 all right lovely so i will be going tonight to the spider-man movie uh, also kim kardashian will continue the kim kardashian conversation uh, oh you dope s- yeah that's not my that's not my next i have one more segment that's not kim kardashian but i just thought it was funny because i saw that uh obviously people know that uh Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are now a thing, and she divorced Kanye West. Well, Chris, did you see the news that Kanye apparently bought a $4.5 million mansion across, I did see that. right across the street from her, just right in front of her? I did see that. Also, let's just revisit one of your previous takes from the podcast. 
that Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson were dating as a distraction from the Astro World tragedy. Now, now maybe they got together as a distraction from the Astro World thing, but maybe now that they were together, they're like, oh wait, it's like that was a distraction for the festival, but we actually do like each other. So it's that's, absurd that you thought that. You actually, I thought you agreed with me at the point. Maybe I did not. I you did didn't. not agree with okay. you. Okay. Well, now Kanye West has a house across the street from Kim and Pete. Uh, now people are saying that. It's, it's, like, normal because, like, it's for the kids, so, like, they can co-parent the kids right there next to each other. But the way I see it, it it's it, you don't have to co-parent your kids right from across the street. You can maybe co-parent from down the block. So I think the uh, buying the house across the street was less of a parenting thing and more of a I'm-trying-to-get-her-back situation. Yeah, it's major Great Gatsby vibes, actually. Now, I wouldn't even have imagined you saying that. How is it Great Gatsby vibes? Did you read Great Gatsby? Yes, I actually watched the movie three times as well. Yeah, so it's about how uh, Gatsby buys the house across from Daisy's house so that he can try and win her back with the parties and stuff. But I thought he was all the way across the, the pond. Yeah, but the house, like, it, not exactly Great Gatsby, but... But you're wrong. The Great Gatsby vibes where you buy the house near your old person to try and win them back. But he was, like, all the way across, like, the, the Long Island Sound. He was he was across the lake. I I think it was. I think you're a little too literal about this. I'll it's give it to you. Fine. I'll, you know you're right. I'll give it to you. All right. Should I do my last segment here? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, where am I at? I got one more. Uh, this one is uh quick and dumb. Uh, so hear it. what? I said let's hear it. Sammy. Okay. So this takes place in Italia, uh, the home of Gunther the Sixth. So. There was a 30-year-old man in Italy who was arrested for drug crimes. Uh, instead of going to prison, he was placed under house arrest. Obviously, it means you can't leave your home at all. And if, you, if you're under house arrest and you leave your home, you're subject to be put in prison, right? So he was under house arrest at home with his wife. Uh, so apparently, he became so miserable at home alone with his wife that he went to the police station and begged the police to put him back in prison. He told the police officers, my domestic life has become hell. I can't do it anymore. Jail is better. Uh, so, since the man did technically break house arrest by going to the police station, he was arrested and put in jail. And he has several years left in his sentence. So, just a quick little debrief here. He was stuck at home with his wife, and he hated it so much that he went to jail. That's pretty rough. Yeah. I can't imagine how bad things would have to be at home for you to rather be in a prison cell for years but i mean it has to be pretty bad right yeah i mean yeah to to willingly want to go to prison rather than spend one more minute with your wife is just i can't imagine how bad that must have been perfect uh, by the way my mom listened to our podcast and she said i have to talk slower just putting that out there i think i do too actually i talk actually she said you fast. have it she said you talk slower than me when you listen to it really yeah, she said you sound good, and I sound like I'm talking too fast. Oh, okay. Well, I think generally I talk too fast in real life, and so I try and talk slower on the podcast, but it doesn't work sometimes. Is this Salsa the cat? I, I met Salsa when I was at your house. Oh, yeah, Chris did meet Salsa. Salsa was died in my house, by the way. For How recently? Like, we when were there. we were there? Weren't you there? Would you, would, I was freaking out because I thought she was outside. No, I don't think, I think so. Oh, so you didn't catch this? So uh, Chris, he left. Chris left early because he's a little soft. I was going to get Taco Bell with the boys. Taco Bell with the boys. Fair enough. So uh, you know how the door was had, had to be closed? 
the door to the patio yeah, area? Yeah, so my friend just leaves the door completely open for five minutes, and I'm like, I'm like freaking the hell out. It's like, where the hell's the cat? And dude, I like had an absolute like mental break. I was sprinting around the terrace, like searching for the cat. I was so freaked out that I like leaped over like a chair in my patio and I landed on the other chair and I broke my mom's chair in the patio because I was like having because I dude imagine my sister's cat like falls off the terrace and it's all like my fault like that would have been bad that would be right? pretty bad and then like I'm freaking out and like all my friends are like dude what's the big deal it's a cat I'm like what do you mean what's the big deal it's a cat like it can't die and then like I'm like having a freak out and then I like walk into like the living room where we were the whole time and the cat's just sitting on the chair and I'm like nobody saw the cat just sitting on the chair there while I was running around the terrace freaking out so that was that was after Chris left, but that was I'm the glad. only. I'm glad Salsa made it. Yes. Uh, okay, so Salsa's alive. That's all that matters. All right. <laughs> Why am I, I talking got... about this right now? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, Next I've second, got one additional best of the internet. One second. I need to go close the door now. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll start without Sammy. My final best of the internet is a Peter Dinklage quote. Peter Dinklage. Okay, I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear a word you said the last minute. Oh my goodness! I have to edit this all out now. Okay, my final segment there we go. is a Peter Dinklage quote. Dinklage. For those of you who don't know, whatever, he played Tyrion in Game of Thrones. And in a recent interview, he was asked a question about the fan backlash to season eight of Game of Thrones. And he said, it's fiction, there's dragons in it, move on. So that's a very interesting quote. I think on the one hand that it's it's totally right. There's there, the people had invested like 10 years of their life into this show and so there was no way that the finale and the final season could live up to all expectations. That is totally true. And it's also very true that everyone in their mind has their own idea as to what would be the best ending, right? Like everyone has their own opinions on who should get thrown, all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. However, what I don't think he realizes is that everyone already has moved on. Like, I watched the, fina- the final, the, I watched the final season, I watched the finale, I was disappointed. I was like, this is not, not, aside from just, this is not what I wanted to happen, I thought the pacing, the structure, I thought it was all wrong in the final season. I think that Making it six episodes was the wrong choice. They should have extended it. But ultimately, I, like, I watched it. I was upset a little bit. I was disappointed. I moved on. People certainly were more upset than I was. But still, like, I think that everyone was mad for a couple months and then moved on. And what he doesn't understand is like during the pandemic, everyone was just re-watching old shows, doing all that stuff because no one could do anything. Like, no one watched Game of Thrones a second time. And that, I think, speaks to how upset everyone was with the finale. Because normally, a show like that, that was so good for the first, like, six seasons, and just captured the social zeitgeist in a way that I really haven't seen since, normally a show like that would continue to live on past the final season, like Sopranos, The Wire, even a show like Succession that I've been watching right now, I think is going to live on far past the final season because of how good it is. And I trust the writers to continue to make this show better and better. With Game of Thrones, the ending was such a bummer. And everyone had put so much time into the show for the ending to just be bad that everyone's just forgotten about it. Like, no one is like, oh, like, I should rewatch Game of Thrones because 
there's no point in watching seven seasons just to be bummed out by the ending another time. So I think that when he says get over it, it's like, yeah, we've already gotten over it. And we've gotten over it to the point where no one wants to watch this show again because of how bad the ending was. That's my opinion. I'm going to be honest, Chris. I just didn't listen to anything you said because I don't care about Game of Thrones at all. I've never seen an episode. And I don't care at all. But the thing is, like, I don't care either anymore because it was so bad that I'm just like, okay, I, I moved on. I'm never going to watch it again because of how bad the final was, the finale in the final season. Uh, That's my opinion on that. Cool. I don't care. Game of Thrones, I never got into. It, the first five, six seasons are very, very good. Okay, well, I... And the books are incredible. All right, now, uh, for before best... Are we, is that your last segment? It is indeed. All right, I have rapid fire, best the internet. Are you ready? Hit me. Rapid fire segments. All right, so there was a squirrel that got into a, uh, a bird feeder, uh, and then it ate all the nuts inside the bird feeder, but by eating all the nuts in the bird feeder, it got so fat that it couldn't go out the same way it got in, and it was trapped inside the bird feeder. Pretty funny, right? Yeah, it's very unfortunate for okay. the squirrel. Uh, a Ryanair plane uh, ran into a flock of herons, and the engines burst into flames. Uh, the plane was able to land safely, but many, many herons were, were murdered. And this just gave me flashbacks of the Selby movie when they ran to the birds and had to crash land in the Hudson. So the Ryanair plane uh, flew into the herons and had to land because the engines burst into flames. Uh, a cow escaped a slaughterhouse and then went for a ride down a water slide. There's a picture of a cow going down a water slide after escaping a slaughterhouse. All right. That's dope. That was, rap- that, was, that, that was rapid fire. Best the internet. Great. Thanks for sharing. Okay. So unless also the, else, crucifi- the crucifixion of Jesus Christ was seen inside of a tangerine. A tangerine? Yes. The crucifixion. This is an actual news segment I see on the internet. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ appears inside the tangerine. And look at the photo. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's a crazy coincidence. For people that can't see the screen, there's a, like, the, you know on the inside of Tangerine how it's stringy? The strings, like, very coincidentally made a, uh, very much what looks like the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wild. Okay. I'd like to say that I am Catholic, so I hope nobody's offended by this. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, I think so, we, we need to. Yeah, we, we're 45 minutes what in. What is Let's happening into our NFL segment. <laughs> After this, very quick break. And welcome back, everyone. Because we went so long in Best of the Internet, I'm just going to do a very, very rapid week 16 recap. So, just going over the most important games in my mind, the Packers beat the Browns by two points. Baker Mayfield, four interceptions. The final interception was certainly a holding on the defense, but it was not called, so what can you do? The Bills beat the Patriots 33-21. This game sucked for me personally. The Patriots now have lost two in a row. I told you the Patriots were. Fr- I told you they were frauds, and you just don't. You just they're frauds. I told you five times. I, I I don't know what fraud means. I never said they were going to win the Super Bowl. I never said that. I, I said it means they're, they're very... not going to. I it means they're not going to win a playoff game. Oh, I will bet you twenty dollars the Patriots win a playoff game. I'll bet you twenty dollars they don't. Deal on the on the spread of the actual game itself, or just no, straight just up? No, just straight up. All right, deal. Deal. Good. Okay, that's easy money for me. Okay, so moving on. The Bengals absolutely smashed the Ravens. The Rams beat the Vikings. How about the Texans beating the Chargers? Yeah, it was crazy. Davis Mills looking very good. The Chargers are the weird. Bears, 
The, char- yeah, the Chargers are frauds. The Chargers no, are actually frauds. They're not frauds. Those are the frauds. When they play well, they're really good. When they play badly, they're horrible. It's just like the... that's the definition of a fraud. No, but if they play really well every single game in the playoffs, they have a good chance. But they just but when they won't. play good, when they play like it's it's not about. It's like they're so boomer bust. Like that is a fraud team. How about the resurrection of Rex Burkhead? Yeah, it was crazy. All right. pictures for a while. Yeah. All right. The Cowboys absolutely manhandled the Washington football team. 56 to 14. That was pretty crazy. And the Dolphins beat uh, the Ian Book led Saints on Monday night. The Dolphins now have won seven in a row, I believe, and are still in the playoff hunt, Sammy. The Dolphins? Yeah, very much the playoff hunt. Yeah, I'd it like could to. Be, it could be right now. The Patriots are playing the Texans next week. I They're bet you the Patriots win. lose. Well, so the Patriots are playing Texans next week. They probably are going to win. <laughs> The Dolphins are playing the Titans. If they win that game, then the Patriots will be 10-6, and six, and the Dolphins will be 9-7 and seven going into the final week, Patriots-Dolphins. Whoever wins that game make the playoffs. There's Whoever a lot of, there's it, a lot of football left to play. Let's take it easy. Yeah, two more weeks, two more weeks. Okay, Sammy. Wait, I'd like so to say, before, said, before we go to week 17, uh, my friend Spencer and I, who you met on Saturday nights, uh, we actually got very close to making a lot of money. We placed a... Uh, a $50 parlay bet. The Bills money, it included the Bills money line, the Rams money line, Bucks by negative 10.5, and Falcons by negative 6.5. Every single thing hit besides the Falcons, who won by four points. We needed them to win by seven, they won by four, and we lost what would have been $550. That's so tough. So that was the, that was the tough scene of the day. You hate to see it. Yes. You really do. All right, moving on to week 17. Yeah, moving on to week 17. So I think we just do the same way we did it last time, where we just go back and forth. We're going to draft our picks for the week. Or not draft. We're just going to say out our picks for the week, alternate uh, four each, and then... Uh, do you know your picks already? Yeah, I do. How about we just go through each game, then we make our picks after we go through each game? Uh, so you're not prepared, Sammy, for the podcast? I, am I ever do I ever come with picks? I usually like do it like by the. I don't like to prepare. I like to do okay. it by the whim. All right, all right. So, so okay, let's go through. I have the games. Can you pull up the the spreads on your phone? Uh yeah, I have the spreads here. Cool. You see the? Can you we do, say game. I say the spread. All right. Uh, let me actually. I'm gonna whip out the notes for this one to take some notes here because this is serious, guys. Very serious. Wow, my this com- podcast gonna be an hour and a half long. My computer is already on 14, percent so we have about 15 minutes left tops. All right, word. Maybe 10. All right. Give it to me. Uh, Giants, Brown, not Giants, Browns, Giants, Bears. The Bears are minus six. Bears minus six. Wait. Are you writing this down? Just look at a website with the Giants the line at down. Bears minus six. There's no way you're writing this down right now. There's no way. You are a pain. Look at ESPN. They Just go. Let's go. ESPN. Jaguars at Patriots. The Jaguars, Patriots are minus 15 and a half. 15 and a half? Yeah, Jaguars are. So bad. Lord. Rams at Ravens. The Rams are minus three and a half. Is, do we know if Lamar Jackson's playing this week? I I think so, but I'm not positive. All right, give me Buccaneers at Jets. The Buccaneers are minus a lot. They're minus twelve and a half. Are you gonna make us are you gonna make our listeners go through every game where you say game and I read the spread? I mean, we can always just cut this part out. We don't have to include this in the podcast. 
Sammy, just look at ESPN. They literally have the lines Fine. of every single game in the app on your phone. I don't have it's the app. It's so easy. Okay, so while Sammy's doing that, I'm going to give you all my first pick of the week. Some might call this my lock of the week. Oh, I'm you're right. It is week. easy. It's all right here. Yeah, I just told you that. Nice. Okay, so my lock of the week, Chiefs minus five of the Bengals. Yes, you heard that. Chiefs minus five versus the Bengals. The Chiefs are on a roll. I love the Bengals. They've won me money the past couple of weeks. They're a great team. I think Joe Burrow is incredible. But the Chiefs are a wagon. I think the Chiefs the take Chiefs care of are a wagon. Here, and I think they win by two <laughs> touchdowns. So Chiefs minus five, lock of the week. You heard it here first. What's the difference between line and open? Um, I don't know what that means. Open? Is it like, what does it say next to it? Your, your, the quality of your camera is so low. The line is just minus and then a number. Fair enough. And then the money line is like um, plus 200 or plus whatever. I love, how the, I love how the Cowboys are now favored by six over the Cardinals. Yeah, because the Cardinals are frauds and the Cowboys are good. Okay, so say one more pick. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, so my next pick for our loyal audience is Bears minus six versus the Giants. I think that the Bears are not good, but the Giants are worse. The Giants are really just hard to watch on a weekly basis. Their only good player is Saquon. And the offensive line is just so bad, it doesn't even matter. I have Saquon in fantasy, drafted him in the second round. He's been terrible all year. Although, I will say, I'm in the finals next week of the fantasy league that I'm in. Huge, huge game. This will be my first ever league win, if I do win this, this week. By the way, I lost first time of the playoffs in fantasy. It's been that out there. That sucks. Yeah. And then on the Bears' side, the defense, I think, is pretty good. David Montgomery, very good running back. Justin Fields is a competent quarterback, and I see them winning this game pretty easily the giants are just so bad that it's hard to trust them to do anything good how many picks have you made so far i've made two all right uh i'm so gonna I have i'm getting there. chiefs okay. minus five at Bengals. bears minus six versus the giants this is an interesting week of football isn't it chris yeah there were no picks that really jumped out to me aside from the chiefs minus five Okay, are you ready, right? that, are you ready yeah, to write my first one down? Some. My first okay. one. What? <laughs> Ignore that. Just start over. Start over. All right, my first pick. I'll take the Falcons plus 14.5 in Buffalo. I just think 14.5 points is, is just ridiculous, right? I don't think the Falcons are that bad. They actually have a decent record. The Bills, they're good, but I don't think they're that good. So I'm going to take the Falcons plus 14.5. What do you think of this pick? I think... That it's not a good pick. I think the Bills cover this spread. I don't think they do. I think the Falcons actually aren't that bad. Me neither, but I think the Bills are just way better, and it's in Buffalo. The Bills lost to... Who did they lose to, like, a week ago? They Wait, lost no. to the Jaguars. Yes, like, they, like they, they're capable like of throwing... Like, two months ago, that's their worst loss. They're capable of throwing up some duds, trust me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to throw up a dud this week against the Falcons. In a game, they really have to win. All right, next, I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals, actually, plus 5.5. Put me down. Cardinals plus 5.5. Five. five and a half you have? Yep. ESPN line, five and a half. 
Okay. Are they home or away? Away in Dallas. Come All on, right. when that's, Cardinals that's certainly a pick. You don't like Cardinals five and a half underdogs in Dallas. I I mm, I'd probably pick the Cardinals. I probably would pick the Cardinals in this game. Except that I just don't want to because I think they're frauds. Okay. All right. I got two. You give me your next one. My next one, Colts minus six and a half versus the Raiders. Explain. I think that I think the Colts this is a must win game. Same with the Raiders, but I think the Colts are just a better team. Jonathan Taylor is going to run it down their throats. I think the Colts are a sneaky, a sneaky, sneaky Super Bowl contender. It's tough that the Titans actually, it's, it's tough for the Colts that the Titans won their game against the 49ers last Thursday. Because if they lost that, it would have helped the, it would have helped the Colts with the seeding in the division. So now the Colts probably have to be a wildcard team and play several road playoff games in a row. But I still think they're a very good team. I think they handle business against the Raiders. Interesting. Thoughts, Sammy? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, there's just a lot of things going through my head right now, and I hope you understand that. Uh, there's a lot of, I just think there's a lot of picks I could make right now. I need two more, right? Yeah, two more picks, two more picks. God, I, the Rams minus 3.5, but like in Baltimore, I don't even like that really. What do you think of that game? The Rams versus that's like a good game. What do you think of Rams Baltimore? That's actually my fourth pick. Say it. The Rams minus three and a half at the You're Ravens. Taking the Rams. Yeah. I'll take. Can that be the one we share then? Yeah, sure. All right, we'll both take Rams minus three point five at Baltimore. Fair. Absolutely. I'll write that down. Write that down. Well. I, I I like that. Do you have one more pick? Yeah, I do, and I I might just take a. I can't take Detroit and Seattle, can I? It'd be almost ridiculous, right? What's this? Uh, low key, low key. What's the spread on that one? It's like, seven. It's not that much. I I would take that. No, you now you're just telling me to lose. The thing. No, I I I love the Lions. I love the Lions. Yes, but Seattle in Seattle. If it was in Detroit, sure, but it's in Seattle, so I'm not gonna touch that right now. Yeah, it is kind of like. Do you think the Seahawks would be a a minus five favorite in Detroit? That would be kind of weird. The Titans-Dolphins game is interesting. What do you think of that? I like the Dolphins. You actually like the Dolphins? I do. I do like the Dolphins. I'll take the Titans' money line. I can't do that. Uh, yeah, let me get you the odds on that. Uh, I got line. minus 175, which I don't like, but still. Money line. The money line at Titans is minus 180. That's bad, isn't it? That's not good. Uh, it's not great. I mean, you get it minus one seventy five some places too. Okay, Jag. I'm sorry, cut that out. Uh, Jaguars take it. I'm taking them. I'll, I'll take the Jaguars. You'll I'll do ja- it. Your Jaguars plus fifteen fifteen and a half. I'll take Jaguars. Pl- even though the Jaguars have lost the Jets and Texans, I'll take them plus fifteen point five. I think the Patriots. I think the Patriots win this game by forty points. I mean, I just like fifth, like COD. That's only two touchdowns. It's a terrible pick, isn't it? It's just I, mean, really... I, I just I just think it's in New England too, right? Or is it where is it? I just feels like a bad pick, but I almost want to do it just in spite of you. I just I think Patriots lost two in a row. They need they need to win this game if they want to need. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying like this is a must win. The Jaguars are incentivized to lose for the first overall pick in the draft. 
I just I think that the Patriots. Fine, never mind. I'm gonna scratch it. Take that out. Take that out. Okay, I will. I will. Do we know if uh, do we know if uh, who's the Saints starting quarterback this week? Uh, I think it should be Taysom. Because he had COVID, he wasn't actually hurt. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Panthers minus seven, plus seven. Panthers, Panthers plus seven. Okay, got okay. you. Panthers in plus New seven. Orleans. In New Orleans, right? In New Orleans, I feel like the. I don't know. I still have faith in Cam Newton. I do. I have a little bit of faith in Cam Newton. I don't still. know why. I don't know why I do, but just some part of me wants to have faith in him. So I do, right? But I okay, know. That- yeah. Oh, he sucks. Cam Newton's had all. He's just, so bad. He is He's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> Wait, what did the Panthers do? Let's see what the Panthers did last week. That's nothing good. They got smoked by the Bucks. <laughs> and after the game, Matt Rule was like, made like Jay Z comparisons. It was like it took Jay Z seven years to build up his empire. And everyone was like, "You're not gonna get seven years, bro. Like it's not." I'm gonna say how the NFL works. I'm making a call. This is the week Cam Newton shines. Cam Newton has not shined since, like, 2016. Okay, listen to me. In the Superdome, it's indoors. It's not cold. It doesn't matter. He can't throw the ball anymore. Good turf. Solid grass. It's, like, chill vibes in there. I think he... he, I just see the Panthers running wild in this game. I don't know why. I just have a vision of, like, Panthers winning 31-14. I have severe nerve damage in my right shoulder, and I still think I could throw a ball better than Cam Newton right now. Okay, can you give me my picks just so I can hear them, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, for the audience, my picks are Chiefs minus 5 at the Bengals, Bears minus 5 at home versus the Giants, Colts minus 6.5 at home I thought Bears versus the minus, Raiders. Whoa, pause. You told me Bears was minus 6. I did. Bears minus 6. So you, I said. Said, you just said 5.5. No, I did not. Oh. The Colts not. are minus 6.5 at home versus the Raiders, and the Rams are minus 3.5 at the Ravens. I think you should lose every single pick. Okay. And Sammy's picks are... Falcons plus 14.5 at the Bills, Cardinals plus 5.5 at the Cowboys, Rams minus 3.5 at the Ravens, and Panthers plus 7 at the Saints. What's your lock of the week, Sammy? Actually, can I switch one pick? Yeah, sure. I don't like that we take the same pick. I'm going to take out the Rams. Okay. Give me Bengals plus 5. Bengals plus... Five. Okay, versus the Chiefs. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm on the Joe Burrow like wagon right now. I kind of feel it, right? Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll be we'll be opposite each other on that one. But that should be a good game, right? Like yeah, in Cincinnati. Be, I would think so. In Cincinnati, yeah. I don't know. I still so, think the Chiefs could choke. What's your lock? What's your lock, Sammy? My lock of the week, dude. I don't have a six. But the problem right now is I don't think any of these are locks. Wait. Mine is Chiefs minus five. Okay, my Bengals pick is definitely not a lock. One second. Give me a second. I took. Falcons, Cardinals, Bengals, Panthers. Falcons, Cardinals. It's definitely not the Bengals. It's definitely not the Panthers. It's definitely not the Falcons. My lock of the week is the Arizona Cardinals. I, wow. Wow. Cardinals. Locking locking a away underdog. That's a bold move. I don't like this these picks, but it could happen. Yeah, I mean, I've liked my picks every week, and you beat me every time, so... I'm just doing it off, like, instinct. I feel like my instinct's better than Chris's preparation, so... Yeah. Okay, so those are our picks. Again, I have Chiefs, Bears, Colts, Rams. Sammy has Falcons, Cardinals, Bengals, Panthers. We will update you next week. Cam Sammy, Newton, Cam... for the my final words on the way my, out? My final words for the audience are, Cam Newton, it's your time to shine. 
when you do that, I have, you guys have to edit out, like, when you, I have to create a whole separate audio track to lower the volume on that Cam specific thing that you Newton, say. Cam Newton, it is your time to shine. I should make you edit the podcast once in a while, just so you can understand how difficult I would like it is to when say you, that. like, touch okay. the desk and stuff. Wait a second, please. Uh, I'd like to say that I actually offered to help edit the podcast, and Chris said, no, I enjoy editing it myself. I just don't trust you to do it the right way. Okay, then I'm going to keep talking like this and annoy you. It's fine. No, at this point, I've already made a separate audio track to handle this stuff, so you can talk about like that as much as you want. It won't matter. Great. I think this was actually the best podcast yet. Thoughts? Uh, maybe. It's over an hour right now, so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode seven of Mind the Gap. A fantastic episode. Uh, great best internet segments. Great football talk. Uh, when will we be back? Uh, Monday or Tuesday, I believe. Or never. Or, or it's always a possibility we'd never show up again. It's always there, a there, there, you have to when you guys are listening to this, you have to keep in mind that there is a good possibility this is the last episode. Always, there's yeah. always a chance. Uh, any it's, New Year's it's plans? Very possible. Any New Year's plans, Christopher? Uh, nope. I got nothing. Will no you be in Ra- Will you all. be in Rye, New York, in your pink colored room? No, I will be in New York City. Probably. Lovely. When do you go back? Yeah. Uh, thir- Thursday. Lovely. Have Friday. A safe, Friday. Nice. Friday. Afternoon. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah. How about you? I'll be Georgia going to Florida. I'll be going to Georgia. Why? Why Georgia? Soccer. Why not Georgia? That's. I don't know. Why Georgia? Why not Georgia? Got to do some for New Year's. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is how we're going to wrap it up today. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week. Uh, we'll do a little pick recap. And I think maybe for next episode, don't quote me on this, maybe we can come up with a new segment. We've been saying that for a while now. I think this is the weekend we actually come up with something new for the next episode. Okay, word, word. All right, mom, if you're listening, thanks for listening. My mom, my mom does not listen to the My mom has listened to every single episode. I really dedicated of her. Every single episode. All right, Chris, any last words? Uh, no, no, I think we're good. We'll see you all uh, next week. All right, happy new year. Enjoy your holidays. We will see you on Monday. Tuesday. Never mind. We'll see you soon. We'll see you whenever. (laughs)